If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball. From Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wait a second. We're not supposed to give the percentage first. What percentage of Americans say the Mueller report should be made public? Mm, what? I don't know. I can't imagine. 12% so, is 70, my guess. 75%. So, <laughs> so, you know, in politics, that's practically everybody. Because 25%, I don't know, eat their yeah. own mucus. Oh, I mean, thanks for that, for instance. Icky. Well, there's a lot of weirdos out there. But, you know. 56-44 is a landslide. Yeah, 75% is practically everybody. So it's going to come out. Nobody's denying that it's going to come out. Right. There's nobody arguing to keep it quiet. Yet MSNBC, as I watched all the shows yesterday, Barr might not even release it. How are we going to stop Trump from re- keeping it quiet? And It's just, it's right. just a made-up story. It right. will come out in two weeks. Mueller's working with Barr. He's right there working with him. Not hiding anything. And even if he did, Mueller would call a press conference and say, that's not what I said. You would think. It's a made-up crisis. One more number on that. Got to keep people tuning in. Angry or scared. That's how you get people to tune in to cable news. This is the Marist poll. This is a different poll than I quoted the other day. Clears Trump of wrongdoing, 36%. Questions still exist, 56%. Questions still exist seems like a pretty reasonable answer. Yeah. 56%. Yeah, so I think so. It'll sure. come out. It's going to come out. There's just nobody saying it's not. 
Yeah, yeah. So speaking of numbers, and oh, oh, coming up, we've we've got a, a guest to talk about the video, the clandestine videotaping <laughs> of of people at uh, San Diego hospitals, naked people. Well, just people getting operations, people. People going through what people go through in hospitals. Way to put cameras in the uh, in the room. Oh, just it's as idiotic as and, it is anything. And give access to practically anybody who wants to look at them. Right, that's great. Whew. Good policy. Mm. Uh, so I find this very very interesting. Um, the number of Hispanics who voted various ways during the last election cycle is notable. It's been assumed by most people, and correctly that. The majority of Hispanics vote Democrat and or are going to. Um, But while Donald Trump did not actually win the Hispanic vote, um, he didn't do worse than the typical Republican for all his Mexico is going to pay for it and immigration issue and stuff like that as anticipated. And he slightly outperformed Mitt Romney in the polls, carried 29 percent of Latinos in 2016. And a giant survey of last November's midterm voters conducted by the AP found that 32% of Hispanics cast their ballots for Republican candidates. Um, So it's about a third to two-thirds, which is still an enormous electoral victory for uh, Democrats among Hispanics. But that number hasn't really changed in the last several years, which is is notable. Yeah, I, I think it is notable. Yeah, and they mentioned that there are actually some pretty solid hotbeds of... Uh, Republican support among Hispanics, uh, Hispanic Protestants, and uh, and the older uh, Hispanics get, the more likely they are to vote GOP, which is a lot like a lot of people. But when commentators were talking about this before the survey came out, they were mostly represent, referencing black voters who were almost uniformly Republican after the Civil War, but swung dramatically to Democrats following the Great Depression, becoming a crucial part of the New Deal uh, coalition. Um, Republican Dwight Eisenhower got about 40% of the black vote in 1956, Nixon 32%, but four years later, Republicans nominated uh, Barry Goldwater. Well, right, it's all complicated, and people really should read up on the change in that, because it was was almost entirely Democrats that were stopping any civil rights from happening. Southern Democrats, right? Southern Democrats back in the day, including LBJ, who then, when he was president, was the guy who rammed through civil rights legislation, and apparently that's what he actually believed. I don't know. That's a complicated one. But. Right, right. But looking at uh, specific demographics, well, it, it varies, you know, age to age and, and some other things not worth mentioning, but um, black men uh, tend to vote Democratic in the mid-'80s, uh, around eighty mid-'80s to 90%. Um Let's see. What does it say? Uh, you can near, count u- on near uniform support from black women for Democratic candidates. Yeah, you can count on ninety percent of the black vote if you're a Democrat. Right. Yeah, which is a terrible mistake in my mind. But um, just because I think, and and you know, some of the great liberals of the 1960s and 70s happen to agree with me that we have created this enormous culture of dependence. And, uh, and it has undermined black families and black initiative and education and the rest of it. I think it's incredibly insidious. It's just awful. And we don't have time to get into it really at this point. But um, Hispanics don't seem to be swinging that way. Um, before we move on, because we got this great guest about the hospital in San Diego that was 
putting video cameras, secret video cameras in the rooms. So when you got undressed and had whatever done, they, they videotaped you. I'll need you to remove your clothing. If you could face toward the corner more, the light's better. There we go. Wow. Roll them. Got that coming up. Got a whole bunch of texts on the story we did about uh, video games and how they're not, if not addictive, they're designed to constantly give you a little boost of reward, a little dopamine shot with no real ending. With no real resolution. So you'll just keep going and going and going. I don't understand what the... Is there a word for that? I don't understand what the advantage is for that. Because like with Twitter and Facebook and a lot of stuff, all those clicks make money. But once you buy the video game, they don't make any more money if I play for 15 minutes or 5 hours. No, if you release a new expansion, got new levels now. Now you can take your your max level character, take it into these new areas, right? Uh, And you can raise up your level even more. Or cosmetics is a very big one, right? If it's an online game where I'm playing with my friends and I want to show them, oh, look, I've got I've got the shiny dragon head hat thing that you don't have. See, it sounds stupid when you say it. Right, right. That's <laughs> probably because it is. I'm kidding. And I'm kidding. My kid loves it. Too. Whatever. I get but, it. But Some those, people like it. Those are the business models of these kind of never-ending games where they have they have gone away from beat the boss, beat the game to much more like chess. Where and that's not even a good example, but there's kind of repeatable play patterns that you can keep coming back to even though you've quote-unquote been playing the game for years. You know, and that's what's required of them in the marketplace now. So yeah, if you're going to sell a lot of games, you have to have the rep for that. Maybe it's just my personality, but I don't like being jerked around or manipulated. Mm-hmm. So it bothers me just on that level. I don't like the idea that you, you're you manipulating me. That's what you're doing. It's a ruse. That's like saying like a restaurant is manipulating you because their food is delicious, though. Like, that's why I'm going to the restaurant, is to eat good food. I'm playing the game to have fun game-playing experience. Yeah, well, the example they used from that doctor, the thing with food is once you eat it, then you're full and you don't need it anymore. The video game thing never ends. Counterpoint. You can just keep getting shots of enjoyment until you're found a skeleton alone in your own fluids and skin. But I've got the high score. But you have the high score. Hmm. Um, next time you get undressed at the hospital, look around for a camera. Stay tuned for that story on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience of the the nation. Armstrong and Getty Show. Okay, here's a, here's a little theater thing I want to do here with Joe's help. It's going to be called I Ho- do love the theater. Hospital Management Theater. Yes. I'm going to be the person that walks in and presents a problem, and Joe's going to be part of hospital management okay. and come up with a solution. All right, I got it. Somebody's stealing drugs, mm. and we need to find out who they are. What could we do to catch the person who's going into these waiting these rooms and stealing drugs at our hospital? Security cameras are the answer. We need to put security cameras in every room, in, in every, every hallway, exa- every, every nook and cranny, every, probably the toilet stalls. Every examination room. Yes. We'll put motion-activated cameras so that anytime anybody gets undressed or does anything in that room, we catch it on videotape. Well, that may wow. be a bit of exaggeration, but only a bit. Allison Warden joins us. Allison is a partner at the Gomez Law Firm that is uh, suing a uh, hospital chain, uh, well, Sharp Grossmont Hospital in La Mesa, California, specifically, um, for their motion-activated cameras set up in various spots. Allison, welcome. How are you? 
Good morning. I'm well, thank you. So what indeed, it was drug theft that spurred the installation of the cameras, correct? Um, that's what, yes, the Sharp is telling us. Okay. And, and where did ahead. they put those cameras? They put them on the anesthesia carts in three operating rooms in the Women's Center in Sharp Grossmont Hospital. So, wow. Uh, in the Women's Center in particular... Yes, so basically these three operating rooms um, were used only for um, women procedures, anything ranging from, unfortunately, a DNC when a woman loses a child to um, tubal ligations and emergency C-sections. So all kinds of surgical procedures with women, conducted on women, took place in these three operating rooms where they hid uh, the cameras. What? Oh my God. Is that where the drugs were disappearing from? I'm I'm trying to establish whether this was just ill-advised, stupid, or or if it was perverse. There were reports that there were drugs missing um, from the anesthesia carts in those three operating rooms. Okay. And so instead of taking less invasive means, perhaps like locking the carts. Uh, they went ahead and installed these cameras, um, which would not be visible to anybody, basically. Staff, doctors, certainly the patient were unaware that so the, those cameras had been installed. So the patients didn't know, which has got to be some sort of HIPAA violation. The doctors didn't know. And then who had access to the videos? Well, that's... Uh, one of the major problems, and hopefully throughout this litigation, we'll get some answers that we have been unable to get thus far. Um, <clears throat> Sharp says that their security um, were the ones that were viewing the cameras um, and trying to watch to see if doctors, <laughs> one doctor was taking the drugs. However, they have not been able to provide any answers or assurances as to who within Sharp organization or outside of Sharp organization did have access to all so, so your so your hospital mall cops have access to the most you know private of uh, of of procedures being done on you and seeing you and everything like that 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 makes pretty good sense yikes uh, i see that you have 81 women named as plaintiffs thus far that's quite a number we do and potentially so the cameras were installed in July of 2012 and they were not turned off until June of 2013 so they were running um during that eight basically 8 month time period during that time period roughly 1806 procedures were conducted in wow. their operating rooms. So Hey, did they ever, are, did they ever catch the person that was stealing the propofol? Did that ever happen? Well, you know, the doctor that they had um, identified as taking the drugs from the cart um, was brought up or was investigated by the medical board, and he was actually cleared of taking those drugs related to um, the reason that Sharp said that they installed the cameras. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's wild. So it could be hundreds of plaintiffs eventually. And what are you hoping for? Potentially, it could be over 1,800 plaintiffs. Um, there was a class action that was initially filed, and now it's been transitioned due to a mass tort. And so the case has been um, in litigation, and we're trying, we've been trying to get the identities of all the women that were victimized during that time period. And so as plaintiffs contact information, their identities become available, and they decide they want to join in and participate um, in the lawsuit, then we will continue to add plaintiffs. I can't decide, did we skip over this, or, or is it obvious? Did the cameras 
consistently catch images of the women in question? Or was it yes. just the operating room? Well, it says here, if I'm, you know, it's your lawsuit, but you've held back on this, so I'm going to say it. Uh, additionally, the lawsuit alleges the women were recorded as they undressed. At times, defendants' patients, the defendants' patients had their most sensitive genital areas visible. Absolutely. There's a wide See, I'm, range. I'm just, I'm just curious, and I'm not criticizing, but I would think you'd want to not sensationalize, go beyond, but I would think you'd want to put in all the worst stuff there is, and you, you, kind, of, you kind of feel like to me like you're holding back. <laughs> well, is there a okay, reason the, for that? As the, just as a lawyer, no. is it a legal strategy? Absolutely no. Well, there are, because I stated earlier that it was a class action that was filed in May 2016, some documents have been ordered to be protected by a protective order. So some information has not been released to the public, and so I'm not allowed to speak about okay. certain that information at this time. Yeah, so lawyers, as you know, never want to hold back on their best information. But well, that's I why I wondered why you, you were yeah. saving their, they were videotaping them naked with their genitals exposed and holding that back from this discussion. It's a little redundant, just Oh, yeah. And, you know, it, it kind of goes it, it goes above and beyond that, actually. Um, well, then hit us with it. A, it. It's not just, you know, the women being exposed. Some, they walk into the room. Some of them are undressing right there, getting on the, the uh, gurney. Oh, Some man. are already wheeled in. Um, but these are women that range from the, some of the happiest times in their life, um, sure. the scariest times in their life, and the worst times in their life. You have women that lost their baby in that room that did never want to, rem- you know, they'll remember it forever, but certainly now it's been memorialized and they're nervous as to who else has had access to this very intimate and horrifying. Right. I'll, I'll include this. This is what The Hill is reporting, that the lawsuit says several hospital staff members, including non-medical personnel, were able to access the recordings through desktop com- computers. Additionally, the lawsuit alleges the hospitals did not keep track of who could access the recordings, why or when. That seems like a big deal. So you got naked women, and they're not sure who could access it and how often they did. Right. Absolutely. And who has copies right now and whether or not this is going to end up on the Internet? Oh, of course it will. You know how the Internet works. Yikes. Allison Warden, partner at the Gomez Law Firm. Uh, Allison, uh, thanks for joining us. We appreciate it. And let's stay in touch as this progresses. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. All right. Our pleasure. She might have legal reasons I don't understand, but oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just thought it was interesting. She was leaving out some of the juiciest stuff from the don't from the juiciest. Um, yeah, you're right. The uh, well, yeah, yeah. There are some stuff that hasn't been released. So yeah. okay, well, okay, but I didn't want that to not get in the story because oh, no, it's pretty no. good. I think you should go whole hog. We are not restrained <laughs> no, by anything, including no. good taste. No, but Literally. if you had video of women getting undressed and crawling up onto the table. As as women have told me, that's like the, about the most uncomfortable thing that happens to you emotionally before the physically uncomfortable stuff happens. Right. Yeah. Um, getting undressed and climbing up there on that table. There's video of that, and you, just kind of randos get to access it there at the hospital. Right. And whether if or not buddy in security, the hospital mall cop, as you put it so charmingly. Hey, I just saw her go down there. Get me that tape later. Oh, no problem. You know that happened. Yes. Garen freaking tee it. Yes. And mm. they got a copy of it. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just human nature. Anywho, swift it for the propofol. The buzz is amazing. Was it somebody using it, you suppose, or selling it? Mm. Because a doctor hooked on it? Oh, could have been either. Both happened fairly commonly. Sure. What's coming up in your news, Marshall? Well, we had some fireworks at a congressional hearing on her Trump administration's security clearances. Nancy Pelosi's advice to Joe Biden and Facebook 
making some changes in their live streaming practices. Okay, all on the way on the Armstrong and Getty Show. the hospital in the San Diego area where the uh, they had secretly installed video cameras in a bunch of rooms and were videotaping people undressing, women undressing, getting surgical procedures and whatnot, then allowing access to random, who knows who it was, personnel there at the hospital. We just talked to a lawyer who's putting together a class action lawsuit. We got two texts I thought were interesting. One... Did you hear the glee in her voice when she talked about up to 1,800 people in this class action lawsuit? Uh Maybe that's why she was really being conservative in her description. She may think this is the gold mine that changes my life. Deepest of deep pockets. We're talking tens of millions. I don't know. This could be a $100 million deal. I don't know. Yeah. And, you know, she gets her chunk of that. So she might not be interested in entertaining a couple of DJs with the most exciting tidbits. Did you just refer to us as DJs? No, Why I her never. Her point of view. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, here's, well, here's my discomfort with this. And I have a couple areas of discomfort. It is obviously outrageous that the hospital did this and stupid and the rest of it. And women who were actually exposed and or embarrassed or pictures or video made it to the internet obviously you know that's the terrible thing they probably ought to be compensated but then you got the women who just have to kind of sort of worry maybe that'll happen that's a different level of something and then there you've got to admit there are probably women who thought well i just kind of went in there and and the the, the uh, anesthesia cart was over there i don't think anything yeah, bad but, happened but, and but everybody will get paid yeah yeah but how about just punishing the stupidity of it even if you think that's the way, they're trying to catch somebody who is stealing drugs. Yeah. Even if you think that's a good idea, you got to have tight control over who's looking at the videos. Yep. Then you just let random security personnel, whoever, however, you know. And their buddies. And their buddies looking at it. I mean, that's crazy. Yep. You shouldn't walk into a room and have any concern at the hospital that there might be a video camera in there. Mm-hmm. And other people are going to look at this and laugh, which they would or screaming horror in my case. Um, we also got this text. I work in hospital administration at a large Bay Area hospital, and I can tell you, unequivocally, there are massive amount of drugs disappearing from hospitals, and there are practically zero controls on tracking drugs at most hospitals. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah, I know it's a big issue. I didn't know it was that big. Me neither. I remember Nurse Jackie on the HBO. She got hooked for a while. Very sad. Hmm. News now with Marsha Phillips. Democrats in the House Oversight Committee are attempting to subpoena the former White House Personnel Security Director to testify on the security clearance process. This after a whistleblower named Tricia Newbolt claimed the Trump administration overruled 25 denials of security clearances that were made by career government employees. During the hearing, Chairman Elijah Cummings praising the whistleblower. This brave young lady came forward at great personal risk. Republican Jim Jordan accusing Democrats of twisting the facts, though, to try and get what they want. Cherry-picked parts of her testimony, Miss Newbold's testimony, and you issue a big memo and a big press release 
Jordan, among other Republicans, saying that Democrats are just overblowing the situation. Man, that uh, Jim Jordan is a fiery guy. He's made for cable uh, cable presentations. Yeah. Of that hearing might be worth watching almost all the time. Anytime they're in session. Cummings and Jordan going right. after it. And, and, yeah, feelings are getting more and more raw, too. So if you like a good conflict, they got it for you. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Never heard of her. Says Joe Biden sometimes over-the-top, affectionate politicking is not disqualifying for a presidential bid, but he really should stop being so touchy-feely. Pelosi telling a crowd at a Politico gathering. People's space is important to them, and what's important is how they receive it, not necessarily how you intended it. Boy, that's, so, a, t- that's a tough one, though. That's a tough one. If, uh, right. Oh, come on. An innocent mistake is different from a, a crime, or it's not different from a crime, If I had no ill intentions, it, at the very least, you, if you tell me, okay, this is the way I felt, and then I stop doing it, it should be completely, we're over. It's right. done. It's fine. Yeah. An apology, perhaps. I will tell you this. I have become persuaded that Joe Biden is just, he's your uncle who invades your space. And it's not exactly a perv thing, but I am watching a uh, almost four-minute video of him petting children. And he really likes to pet children. What are you implying with that tone of voice? I'm stating. I'm not implying. He really likes to pet children. He just rubs their head and strokes their arm and then rubs their back. And well, just I have to be serious because this would be a serious thing to claim. Are you claiming there's some sort of sexual something going on with children no, from Joe Biden? I, again, I stated the only thing I intend to state. He really has a tendency to pet children, which is a little weird when they're not your children. Yeah, I liked your description earlier. It's like the grandma, aunt, whoever, grandpa, uncle. Puts you in a headlock, squeezes your cheeks, really hugs you, you know, that sort of thing. Just Yeah. It could yeah. be all loving and supportive. It's just it's pretty in your in your face. Yeah, you just got this nine year old girl though, and he's just stroking her hair over and over, and then lifts up her hair and kind of he maybe has to a have sniff a, of it. Seems to have a, a follicle thing. Strokes her <laughs> arm a little bit, and goes back to the hair, and she's it's petting a girl like she's a cat. Facebook is going to be making some changes when it comes to live streaming. The Facebook COO, Sherry, or Cheryl Steinberg, spoke up a couple of weeks after that gunman, that crazy gunman broadcast himself killing those people in New Zealand uh, via Facebook. She says the company is thinking of limiting access to Facebook Live for those who have violated its community standards. And now the company is working on how to respond faster when disturbing footage is aired. She also said that those who praise or support terror acts on Facebook will be flagged and the company is now investing in research to build better technology to quickly identify edited versions of violent videos that are passed around. So that is the latest statement from Facebook on the live streaming situation. What is Facebook going to do with their problem of no human being, only human beings so far can do a good job at this? And no human being has the psyche that can withstand looking at all the horror that exists in the world. You would have to employ well-paid psychopaths to do this job. Uh, yeah, people that, uh, so, yeah, at least a sociopath that just has no 
empathy. Right. You'd have to have no empathy to be able to sit through that stuff. Right, but be well compensated enough that you're, you know, you're enthusiastic about doing a good job. Right. Wow, that's weird. Finally, jobs for sociopaths. Right. Other than car sales. I kid. Oh, wow. Wait a minute. That's a, wow. quite the kick. Out of bounds. Out of bounds. So, see, I had several options run through my head other than chiropractors. Other than RV salesmen. Oh, boy. Notorious. Which you've got with chiropractors. Uh, yeah. As Joe None Getty, of them are fair, by the way. As Joe Getty has pointed out, the healthiest 75-year-old man on earth is about to undergo heart surgery. Rolling Stone's frontman Mick Jagger is going to have the procedure. Okay, as a representative of 75-year-olds who aren't about to go under heart surgery, I question that qualifier as the most healthy 75-year-old. <laughs> well, by definition, he is clearly not, although he is in spectacular physical condition. Yes. The procedure is going to be carried out Friday in New York City. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, the Armstrong and Getty Show, The Conscience of the Nation. Now, he doesn't have the same reputation as the Keith Richards in, in terms of their lifestyle choices. No, they his did, lifestyle well, is beautiful did, women in champagne. They did early on. They did early on. They were both getting down and dirty. Oh, they, they were, actually. Yeah. If you want to get into Rolling Stone's drugs trivia, the, right. one, the person who was most likely to pass out and not be able to play was Charlie Watts for a long Very time. Very true. Yeah. Very true. Anyway... But uh, you speedy recovery, uh, Mick. But my mom is the same age as Mick, and uh, she's had no heart work done. So she's healthier than Mick Jagger. All right. There you go. She exercises a lot, too. She can't run around on stage pointing like he can. I don't think. <laughs> she had zero input on Exile on Main Street as can't, well. Right? Can't play the harmonica at all. Right. Can she do the thing where she tips the mic stand and then catches it with her foot? She might be able to ask right, her. Yeah. Next time I see her. <laughs> That'd be pretty fun. If I could stage it, I would. A foot race between my mom and Mick Jagger. <laughs> Hanson, make it happen. That'd be a good YouTube video. Dare to dream. <laughs> dad fashion uh, is the hottest new thing. Oh. And a dad model, which is going to make you go, uh, about the world. Oh, boy. <laughs> Among other things on the way, on the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty. The conscience. Of the nation. The Armstrong and Getty Show. Grounded flights across the country for several major airlines, including American, Delta, United, and Southwest. Most airlines apologized, while Southwest said, we're considered a major airline? Awesome! Yeah! yeah. yeah. High five! Kicking United. <laughs> I'm all for it. Your I'll, vendetta. I'll always participate in that. They're calling it Dadcore. It's the new fashion trend. Yes. Taking over from athleisure. Wow, wait a minute. We are, we are <laughs> not ready to move on yet. We're I'm comfy. Com- but we are continuing down the road of comfy, which at some point we've got to take a look at ourselves. You kind of get into the George Costanza wearing sweats, have you given up on life thing. Yes, actually. Or, yes, I have. Or are we going toward the the futuristic, it used to be in, um, you know, 
movies about the future, everybody was just kind of wearing a comfortable silvery jumpsuit onesie. Right. Then everybody wore the same thing. Why try so hard? But so it's the idea that dad core has become a thing. Got a couple of different articles here. The dad sweatshirt is the the main part of dad core. An oversized, formless sweatshirt mm. that just kind of covers you. The dad sweatshirt is in, and God help us all. It's the only thing I want to wear, even if it makes me look ten years older and like I've completely forgotten how to bathe. <laughs> so it's this what? reviewer. That's unnecessarily harsh. I said to Judy the, uh, just yesterday, I love the spring, obviously, and summer. I get to play golf and, and the rest of it, but it's sad to put away the hoodies for the year because I just love the feeling of a nice, warm, comfy hoodie on, you know, lounging around. In 2019, the dad sweatshirt is bigger than ever. Talking about Kanye West and other names of people that I don't know who they are. And uh, expensive oh. versions from J. Crew and ah, that's what I made. And other fashion names I don't know who they are. You um, can't dress trashy unless you spend a lot of money, said Billy Joel way back in the day. Right. Uh, the giant dad sweatshirt's got to be oversized. That's really the key to it. That you're kind of swimming in it. Well, I kind of am with this one. It's like way, way big. Well, it's be... not way big. That's perfect. Well, the shoulders are way down here. So well, that's maybe you hit the weight room. <laughs> <laughs> but it's uh, it's the you know it it hides. It it could it could be hiding the thing is it could be hiding under here a very fit body or forty pounds of fat and right? nobody knows correct uh, we kind of know <laughs> <laughs> we have a hunch you have described my entire closet <laughs> we have a hunch we have a guess we may not know but yeah we could guess and then this <laughs> this tweet that set off something on the Twitter you know everything's a big deal for like an hour in the modern world yes. Apparently, this was a big deal at some point. My dad is 45, pursuing a modeling career, and I've never seen him happier. He told me he's just waiting for a chance to blow up, so Twitter, meet my dad. Ah. And then then this daughter posted some pictures of her, like, super attractive, looks like a model 50-year-old dad, and uh, and it took off and became a thing, and whatever. Well, you either ask oh, there he is. gush generously or snarl spitefully. <laughs> It became rather memefied quickly with people just taking their favorite kind of basketball coaches or, you know, B-list celebrities and just kind of collaging together for, hey, here's my dad who's looking to become a model. And it's like some stand-up comedian or something. <laughs> really? Yeah, what are, uh, I, like I do like the I'm, Internet. I'm looking at uh, the, the model dad takes the Internet by storm. Yeah, Good Morning America, that's their headline. No, model he dad takes the Internet by storm. No, he didn't. It took over a tiny portion of the Internet for 10 minutes. Ah, the modern world is sickening. Yeah. Sickening. Yeah. I'll well, tell you what, I'm hiding under this. out of it. You know what's under this giant sweatshirt? Mm. About 40 pounds of anger toward the modern world. Oh, That's what it boy. is. Oh, oh, boy. How do you feel about people being on your lawn, huh? 25 Old pounds man. of pensive. That's what I got hidden under here. Sorry to hear that. You're not going to like this. <laughs> uh. That's a good intro to a story. <laughs> it's an article about that big uh, award, the... $80.3 million in damages for alleged, for uh, Roundup allegedly causing a Sonoma, California man's uh, lymphoma. Guy about my age got the same disease I got by using Roundup like I've got on a farm roughly the same size as I've got. He got $80 million. There is a rather substantial scientific uh, consensus that Roundup is safe. Now, I say that with an asterisk. Doesn't mean anything to the jury, though. Well, well, right, which is scary as hell. Yeah. But, 
you always have to be careful because if Bayer, which makes Roundup, sponsored study after study after study, that could establish something like a consensus. Much of the rest of the world has banned Roundup. Because they believe it causes cancer. Is that right? Our own government. One of the reasons that I'm not worried about Roundup, even though I've used Roundup my whole life and I got the same cancer as this guy, our government is not shy about banning stuff. I live in a town that won't allow the sale of all kinds of legal things because they're so particular about this. And they still allow the sale. So I just... Uh, this guy's lawyers emphasized 2015 findings from the World Health Organization's International Agency for Research on Sorry, Cancer. Who? It's an old joke. It's like uh, Abbott and Costello. Yeah. Remember that one? Like mm-hmm. about the baseball team? Mm-hmm. It's old. It should wander off and die in the wilderness. <laughs> wow. The rest of strengthen the herd. Wow. Uh, they concluded that the glyphosate, or glyphosate, this active ingredient, is probably carcinogenic. But this outfit, this outfit also claimed you can get cancer from working the night shift, drinking hot beverages, eating red meat, or nearly anything else you eat, touch, or do. Got to admit, spraying something on a living thing that then wilts and dies very quickly doesn't seem like it could be good for you. <laughs> it, it's a hormone. It makes uh, the cells grow out of control. Um, that's what I'm that hoping. doesn't sound at all like cancer. Oof. All great things are simple, and many can be expressed in a single word. Freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, hope. Final thoughts is two words. <laughs> It's a little obscure, but I like it. Deep, man. Here's your host, Joe Getty. It's droll. Very droll. Hey, I'm Marshall Phillips. Let's get a final thought from everybody. Would you lead us off? Had a little chatty uh, checkout yesterday, uh, an exchange that uh, happened when the clerk smiled and asked, Hey, you got any plans for later today? There you go. Yes. Laughter all round. That was my response. No. Yes. It works. (laughs) Come on. It works. Um... Uh, that reminds me, remind me, uh, Chatty Checkout Theater tomorrow. Michelangelo, final thought. Yeah, I hope my mom's not listening, but for her 70th party tonight, I've got Pinata, Capri Sun, and a clown will be performing. <laughs> nice. Every oh. 70-year-old likes a clown. Face painting for the kids. Oh, and 70 relightable candles. Ah, yes. <laughs> She's got to take them out and blow them out one by one like Mitt Romney. <laughs> Positive, Sean, you have a final thought for us. Yeah, we'll close out my, with my final thought for my one-word mark report for the day. The market today is listless. Oh, listless. Me too. Jack, do you have a final thought for us? It's funny I had these stories on dad core or the new dad fashion that is so hot because I was actually thinking yesterday of making a complete change in my look. And it leans much more toward the super comfortable. I'm trying to decide if it crosses the line until you've just given up. Uh, But I may be debuting it soon. That and get yourself a nice hairpiece. Class it up with a bolo tie. Do you got to warn people when you get a hairpiece? Can I go from clean-shaven head my for the last 30 years, just show up with a thick head of dark hair? Not only can you, you must. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Hilarious. Well, here's hoping my rash goes away as I had an allergic uh, reaction to some penicillin. I would post the pictures of my rash on the Internet, but it's unfortunately located. So, uh... Says a guy who doesn't understand the internet. Yeah, (laughs) that's more likes. (laughs) See you tomorrow. God bless America. This is a 
historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence. I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us. Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right now, and that brought it down. The ride is over. The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from here. Get. Get. And we apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done. Thank you, and good night. Bye-bye. Everything has to be explained to the public in avocado. Armstrong and Getty. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball. From Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 